Hello, hello. I am Bea, the storyteller of CCA Manila. I am joined by my favorite co-host, Chef Philip, uh, the culinary director of CCA Manila. How are you, Chef Philip, today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much, Bea. Uh, I'm really excited about our guest speaker today. Um, and I'm very excited about uh, what our students will learn. Yeah, so Chef Philip, we are actually on our fourth episode of The Secret Sauce. It's the first podcast in the Philippines for those with culinary dreams. And we're hoping to just inspire people. We'll be talking to chefs like yourself, foodies, food entrepreneurs, and anyone really passionate about the culinary world. So first question I want to ask you is, what is your favorite way to cook lamb? And what do you love about it? You know, I'm such a big fan of lamb, and that's one of my specialities. So there are many ways that uh, um, I take everything from a lamb shoulder, which is slow roast, to the lamb shanks that I braise through the oven, um, lamb rump, which I roast and serve in a French style. Uh, one of my favorite, all-time favorite dishes is making simple kebabs and cooking them over charcoal um, with a, a nice rub. Um, so yeah, that's just I just love lamb. So whether it be Asian, Mediterranean, or um, French, classic French, uh, it's such a versatile piece of uh, animal. It's um, it's um, yeah, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's got a strong flavor and a lot of people are intimidated by it. But today we've invited um, Sabrina Yen, who is the ASEAN Director of U.S. Meat Export Federation. And honestly, just the start of this conversation is making me hungry. And as we go along, I will get hungrier. (laughs) So everyone enjoy this conversation and Chef Philip and I will be with you along the way. Good morning, Chef Philip and Sabrina. Thank you for joining us today. I mean, Chef Philip, we work in tandem, so we pretty much see each other regularly. Mm-hmm. So, Sabrina, um, this is actually our podcast called The Secret Sauce. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we started it is really just to give more information to our students and our community. Mm-hmm. We want to welcome you. And first of all, we want to ask you, how have you been since the pandemic? Okay, good morning. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you, Philip. Good to uh, be invited on this program. Yeah, pandemic, um, the COVID-19, or we call the C-19 situation is really disrupting everywhere. Okay, we are also monitoring what's the situation in the Philippines. But in Singapore, uh, the food service sector gets hit hard in a way. Currently, we are also under a partial, we call a heightened alert where there's no dining. So Mm -hmm. that will last until 18th of August. So that can be really... In fact, it's very challenging for the food service operator. Everybody is looking for ways to get out in a sense as to, you know, to continue to generate revenue because renters still have to pay, you know, a salary for staff. You still have to think of a way to, to uh, you know, to give them because everyone have to bring bring food home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chef Philip, you, you've been around and you're going around a lot in the local, like in the Philippine industry. What are your thoughts on the... We're going into our well. How many yeah, lockdowns already? Third, third, <laughs> this is the third lockdown. Eighteen months. So come into two years soon. But top now as the chairman for Escoffier, you know my colleagues all out through Southeast Asia. Um, I think the Philippines has been fairly resistant. Um, we've been able to reinvent. It's very tough, obviously. Now we're back to zero dining and zero alfresco. 
and that just hurts. I mean, we're at 20%, 30%, and we got up to 50%, and now we're back to um, ground zero again. So it's really, really frustrating and tough. But saying that, in education, we're pushing hard and um, we're reinventing. I mean, uh, all of us have learned so much about the internet and how we do business now and how we can find ways to communicate. Um, it's nice to speak to Sabrina. Sabrina and I go back 25 years. Uh, Sabrina invited me that to uh, an importation company. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and I went yeah. to Singapore and I was very, very lucky to be with USDA to get some training skills and go to their facility. So mm -hmm. quite a way back. Mm -hmm. So it's lovely to we connect with Sabrina, although we have bumped into each other over the years. It's uh, really nice yeah. to have Sabrina on the show. Yeah, I think for one chef told us, like I think Chef Sauda or sorry told us, this is the perfect time to keep educating and learning. And I guess today, Sabrina, our topic is very specific to lamb. And we want to dig a little bit deeper. And I'll start off by asking you, what are some of the misconceptions when it comes to lamb? Okay, yeah. Uh, partly with my also chef background, I'm also a trained chef. So that really gives me a lot more what I call uh, information and hands-on experience when it comes to uh, different protein. And for lamb, a lot of misconception is, is very strong in flavor. You know, it's very gamey. And then, you know, you need to use a lot of herbs and spices to cover it and things like that. And all these are, are sometimes uh, challenges for chefs when they wanted to feature a lamb dish on the menu. So that's why it is very important to select the, the right, what I call country of origin in order to make it easy for the chef when you present your dish on the menu. And then a lot of people also think lamb is expensive, which, uh, you know, on, on certain cuts, but there are also cuts that are pretty, I would call economical, that chef can really fully utilize, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a message now has been doing from nose to tail, you know, same thing for lamb, you know, I think one of the cuts that, uh, especially on lamb neck, that was not being uh, touched on, that is one of the beautiful cuts, I believe Philip uh, agrees to that, you know, if you do it right, that lamb neck is as good as the oxtail type of uh, item, so, you know, so experience, you know, be more daring and, and try it out, and, and that will, you know, clear off all those uh, misconceptions. And then also the last one is people, people think of health, you know, lamb classified under the red meat. And then a lot of people say, oh, lamb can sometimes, you know, go more into the unhealthy version. But to us, you know, especially with U.S. Meat Export Federation, all meat protein, if you intake in the correct amount and you do with your regular exercise, good diet, Everything is important. So, you know, don't just, uh, you know, get the wrong information. Make sure you get the correct information. And, and, and lamb actually has very good uh, nutrients. And some, of, some part of the nutrient is similar to the unsaturated fat. If I remember right, it's 40%. That is as good as, some time, uh, as compared to the olive oil. So, you know, these are all the myths and, you know, get correct information in order to, to do the right thing and know the right thing. This is like a wake up for me. Like we're, we're recording this in the morning, right, Chef Philip? And I know, <laughs> Chef Philip, it's pretty basic diet and exercise. Chef Philip has actually been doing a lot of steps. I'm jealous. Chef Philip, how many steps do you do a day? <laughs> I'm trying to get up to 50. There's a time I hit 25, but you know, it's tough, right? Because uh, yeah. 
you know you have to be ready for zoom cuts but i i, I find i find time but 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 talking about lamb i mean i i, I so roasted a lamb shoulder two days ago for a party and then lamb shanks uh, also yesterday so you know lamb has been a big part of my dna i'm a huge lamb fan so whether you roast it slow roast it braise it um curry it right so there's a, there's a it's such a versatile and i remember such a rave back in the day with lamb rump lamb rump was right the mm -hmm. cut so mm -hmm. i actually remember doing the the many years ago the what we call the black box challenge at the mandarin we're talking about 20 years ago with my team and uh, there were six teams and lamb was was featured and you know lamb lamb here is if you, people love lamb especially the um i'd love to see those riblet uh, cuts i mean rack obviously is premium but then going mm -hmm. down there's so it's so versatile um and yeah it is popular here you know but um uh, i think we're becoming more creative again there was a time when Philippines was super creative then all of a sudden you know food just became blah 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 blah, blah. and now i see again that there are many chefs out there look in the new generation looking for um newer cuts and newer challenges um that's great to see this initiative uh with the competition yeah. as well yeah um, Sabrina, I'm curious, what is so unique about American lamb? You've been, you know, you've been working around it for so long. What what do you think people mm -hmm. can take from it? That's a very good question, Pia. Okay, so what's so unique about American lambs? Because in this region, in, in, in Southeast Asia or even in Asia, a lot of uh, products are out from the oceanic region. Okay, but we do have lamb out from the U.S. and as much as 50 states of the U.S. It, actually, every state in the U.S. does have uh, sheep production or, 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 you know, sheep farming. Okay, and then we offer many grain-fed products, which other countries, are, many of the other countries are mainly focusing on grass-fed, which is more on, which resulted into a more strong and gamey flavor. Grain-finished American lamb are much more meatier okay so that uh, and then also resulted in the sweetness in the meat okay, okay. Uh, you know we chef we are very particular to to have that sweetness you know it's hard to describe you know over words but you know once we eat it when we taste it and we know yep that's it so with grain finishing on the product you were able to to to, to add that into the meat quality okay in the flavor and then it also gives better meat to bone ratio, meaning that you get more yield, more meat, which is, you know, going into your stomach rather as more bones. Okay. And then the American lamb, we have an average age of seven to 10 months, which are young. Okay. And then they are on grain fat on an average of 30 to 45 days. Anything lesser than 30 days, they are not into the USDA grading program. So this is something very uh, stringent. And then this 30 to 45 days is prior to harvest, which enables to result in a marbling, even in the loin of the yeah. uh, lamb rack. Yeah. Um, Chef Philip, this is something I think you'd be very interested in. Um, because you understand butchery and you're very you're always um, hammering on with the students to really understand butchery. And Sabrina, my question is, do Americans break the lamb cuts the same way as others? Uh, generally similar in that way. Okay, so we, we want to highlight a bit different is that because of the carcass size and our live weight. The live weight of the animal is on an average of 60 kilo. 
okay and the carcass size which is pretty huge also on an average of 30 to 32 kilo so with 30 to 32 kilo and then you can imagine the type the size of the shoulder to the loin which are much more bigger than the other but a lot of the um a lot of the chef you know when using some of the non-us lamb you know when they need to do the shank they have to serve the whole shank because the size of the animal you know can't you know make the shank to cut into too small a piece so whereas in us we we are able to have the shank being you know cut across the section and it has presented like a, a, a lamb a shank also buko version so because of the size of our animal we still break the same as the 12 and the 13 rib bone which to separate the loin the rack and the loin side and then from there then we will break the the, the leg and also the shoulder so yeah. again as i said because of the grain finish that resulted into a bigger uh, animal size bigger mm -hmm. eye muscle and then make it much more easier for chef when you want to uh, be creative on your presentation and on your culinary skill yeah i understand like i think creativity is so important but of course the standards need to be there and i think chef philip you have a couple of questions for um sabrina as well oh yeah so um uh, actually, I was just thinking about the lamb shanks then because I know some people get a little bit confused in sizes mm. because you have the four shank and the iron mm. shank, right? Mm -hmm. The iron shank being larger than the four shank, but uh, I'm a big fan of, of, of shanks, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, uh, how, is okay, how is the inspection and grading done of American lamb? Okay. This is always a good question when people talk about uh, inspection because it regard it relates to wholesomeness, it relates to you know government control and things like that. Okay, so prior to slaughter, animal welfare humane treatment program must be observed. Okay, USDA inspection apply because of wholesomeness and also food safety procedure must also be complied. As you know, lamb because of that wool or the sheep, uh, no, that pelt after you have to uh, remove that and and that actually you know has a lot of dirt on it so that's why in order to make sure it is not uh, contaminate the carcass so the way of pulling the pelt is have to done in a correct manner and then after the carcass after the animal is being slaughtered and for your information all us lamb are slaughtered under the halal certification this is because of the uh, the market demand in a way, even though there's not a lot of Muslim in, in US, but it would be easy for us to, you know, cater that all as a halal slaughter. So it can export to any part of the world. So back to the inspection, you know, after the, the, the halal slaughter are being done, the pelvis, the, the animal is unconscious and then uh, the sticking the withdrawing of the blood and then remove the pelts and then the carcass have to go through the different what we call the pathogen reduction treatment that the carcass body are being washed and also pasteurized to make sure and to control no pathogen on the surface area then it goes into the blast freezer before it's further break and then do the uh, grading so all these are being checked and control and inspect by USDA officer. Right. Okay. So, moving forward from there, um, I'm sure that the students uh, would love to know 
uh, the cooking methods for lamb, are they very similar to cooking methods of beef and pork? Yeah, uh, basically, it will, I will use a word yes and no in a way. It depends on how, how you want because based on the carcass weight and also the muscle fiber that, in, that impact on, on the tenderness and flavor. So because some of them, as, as Chef Philippe will also know, cooking method, if you have a rub and then and if that rub is being able to have that uh, natural tenderizing agent, so it will further improve the tenderness faster as compared if you never have one of these uh, ingredients that being added on. So again, um, the basic rule of thumb is, you know, cuts that are on the middle meats, definitely grilling will be easy and straightforward and you're able to uh, bring out that value. And cuts from the, uh, the secondary cuts, be it from the shoulder and also from the leg part, definitely uh, suitable moisture enhancement is needed in order to soften the ligaments, the, the, in, the connective tissue in between. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so those are the different cooking uh, applications that you, you can add on to, to, to lamb. One, one, one thing here that I see a lot is the whole roasting of pork and the mm. whole roasting of beef spit roasting. And lamb, mm. actually, I have a couple of clients over the years that we supply around 250 whole carcasses that are mm. slow roasted for weddings. And mm. they're delicious, okay. but stuff it with lemongrass and herbs and stuff mm -hmm. inside right. the tummy. And then we use like a gatha coconut um, uh, rub uh, on, mm -hmm. the, on lamb. And it's delicious. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Um, what what are your tips for buying and storing lamb? Oh, okay. Um, all imported uh, frozen product out from the US to the Philippines are all vacuum packed, okay, for lamb. Okay, partly is also a higher value item. And then because of the lamb fat turn rancid fast and it's also temperature sensitive. So do make sure when you're buying a product, vacuum packed, vacuum packaging must be tightly sealed okay no punctured bag and then also check the production date must be as fresh as possible in a sense you know not product that has been kept too long in in in, in the freezer because sometimes you know some product has been uh, un, unintentionally kept at the corner without noticing it so do always take note on the production date when you comes to uh, you know storing of product and once the product are being defrosted, and I always recommend defrost in this original vacuum pack so that you can trap the moisture, you know, you won't have freeze, you won't, you know, when you put a piece of meat in the refrigerator without covering it, it will actually evaporate up because in a chiller, it really pulls out all the moisture out from the meat. So always important to take note that, you know, keep it in this original vacuum pack. If it's out from the vacuum pack, Make sure at least that uh, it's being clean flim, you know, flim over in while it's in the container. And then also do look out for the USDA inspection stamp. If you are buying either be it uh, in a cotton box or even though if it's not a cotton box, some of this original USDA packaging will have the uh, either the seal of the grading or the slaughterhouse number. By the way, I did not touch on the grading for lamb you know, as a lot of students, when you use USB, you know that the USDA choice, USDA prime. Whereas for lamb, we do have grading in a similar manner, but it is not so much on the marbling. 
it's more on the different way when you look at the confirmation of the uh, the body of the carcass and also on the age and things like that so we do have usda choice we have usda prime and then also the other two uh, great which is good and utility so these yeah. are these are some of the different grades that we do have when you come to uh, us lab american lab i think it's okay, good so that this the students really do try to know that. I think sometimes they are used to just being provided the product and not really understanding that. But Chef, I love this one I'm really interested in. And I think our students would be interested in this question. How can we apply, uh, Sabrina, cooking or pairing alcohol with lamb? Like, I think people are, I mean, Jeff Philip, you do like sake nights and all that. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. I, I think it's starting to be a trend. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic that people are wanting to drink <laughs> need to more. to drink more. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Sabrina? Yeah, actually, lamb, because lamb has a stronger meat profile or meat taste, you know, mm -hmm. where we compare to poultry, to pork, you know, lamb and beef, even though if, 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 if you for me you know to me lamb smell or taste stronger as compared to beef at some times you know because yeah. beef it also depends on the cuts and also the age of the animal so because of that and uh, you know cooking and pairing can can really further enhance and bring up the the, the the aroma of the meat itself okay so as long as you have to do it right be it from sake to to dark bill to ale or even your local produced alcohol i remember in philippines you do a lot of local rum right yeah and then yes, if yes, you yes. do the rum right yeah it, it, it works yes correct that's, I'm that's thinking how i of, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of good spanish red you know i'm thinking about rioja <laughs> or a tempanillo or a malbec right so okay. i'm thinking about more of the new world but yeah Quite right. We don't pop a rum. Okay. Yeah, mm. So rum, red wine, anything else that could go well with lamb or what what do you recommend, Sabrina and Jeff Philip? I, I don't drink. So okay. whereas if it's cooking, I would like to go with dark ale. Reason why is to me dark ale is 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 really have a very good uh, taste of malt especially through the process of ale and 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 with the lamb I won't add too much of the other herbs just with the l and you know touch it right i i i like it that way i i did it with 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 a stew dish mm. a, a a very hearty winter stew dish with 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 that method which turns out beautiful i'm thinking okay. of lamb skewered <laughs> lamb kebabs and i'm thinking of nice you know some nice beer to go with it as well right we've got some really good artisan beers here but yes you know when i think correct. of lamb i do think of kebabs and skewers and charcoal mm -hmm. yeah. charcoal always mm -hmm. comes into mind as a cooking method so mm -hmm. yeah get me hungry already okay i know when we do these episodes i do get really hungry and i mean <laughs> ale and a good stew in the philippines it is very common to just put that on top of rice i think um you know like in other places you could have it with bread but in the philippines it will go with rice right and also uh, uh, i just want to just want to let the student to know more resources that yeah. actually under the american lamb board mm -hmm. okay there is a section that is called pairing with beer and wine where mm -hmm. students can really tap information from there either be it you know serving it 
together so that they can adjust on their recipes, on their sauce to match and things like that, or cooking with it. So do check out the American Lamb Bob website. A lot, a lot of info. Yeah, I think we'll share that in the episode and we'll put it as well in the comments so that people can really mm -hmm. check out. I saw the site. It's really beautiful. Yes, and of course, correct. I do recommend that the students or whoever listens to this or CCA community is to really um, follow facebook.com slash US Meets Philippines so that you can keep in the loop. I think there's nothing more. Um, you can cook better by getting more information. I, I think that's, mm -hmm. um, you know, the first time you cook something is not always should be the last or how you see a certain product. And mm -hmm. um, in the Philippines, farming is starting to be quite talked about. You know, a lot of people say farming is now sexy. Um, you know, there are dating apps just for farmers. And oh, really? I, yes, <laughs> in the U.S. actually. I heard okay. this from one of my um, tech friends. But um, I'm curious, not the dating aspect, but what are some of the new innovations when it comes to farming um, American lamb, Sabrina? Okay. To be honest, new innovation is something, as you know, farming is a very traditional way. Okay, but in US, we the, the, the farmers, the ranchers are really committed to practice to protect the environment. I, I think not just the farmer itself, everyone now are talking about sustainability, how we can continue to, you know, produce more food and yet not contaminate the, the environment or, you know, damage to the environment so that we can pass on to the next and next generation. And many uh, farmers in the US actually be it their fourth, fifth, I even have a lamb, a, 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 a sheep farmer that is of a, the fifth generation that the family passed down. Same for the, the hog industry. So because of that, you know, their commitment, you know, into protect the, the, uh, the animal and also the land. So that to make sure that, you know, you can still continue to draw out water, you know, in order to irrigate the crops, in order to, to, to feed to the, the animal, you know, to, to, to further enhance that quality. And then lamb also, it goes around and graze because we can't run away, you know, sheep are ruminants, okay? They will still go on grass, okay? And then uh, in, in the university in US, I was told that there's this precise, uh, precise engineering on farming, meaning that using all this technology in order to, to maximize the production, in order to maximize, because... American is very big, especially when it comes to farmland. And then not many people, actually the youngsters are not really wanted to go into this hard work. So that's why some of these uh, innovation technology will really help to minimize uh, the, the labor and yet to able to maintain or even maximize the production. So, so, yeah. so this is the area that you know, the US are really going into, pushing into it. I believe other countries, especially those that are strong and heavy on uh, agriculture production. Everyone are all looking into that because we just have one, one globe and that's it. We can't afford to, you know, to, mm -hmm. to make it sick and, you know, to, we need to at least keep that for our future and future generation. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's pretty good that you talk about, you know, the different generations and farming. It's keeping that, um, passing it on, but at the same time, maximizing production is a balance of that, but also being very good to Mother Earth. And mm. so I think this is quite an interesting thing that we are doing a competition with um, with you on American lamb. And I'm curious, just for inspiration for our students and people, the alumni that will also join, what are some of the most creative uses you've you've seen with lamb? I think mm -hmm. you mentioned one about ale and a stew. Are, what what are the most innovative things that you've seen, Sabrina? And also Chef Philip, I'm sure you've seen a lot. Maybe Philip, let's hear your recipe or hear, hear your <laughs> adventure first. <laughs> well, you know, in terms of lamb, again, yeah. as I was mentioned, there's so many different cuts and versatile, but you know, sausages are coming back and, and good mm -hmm. sausages. So mm -hmm. lamb is delicious in sausages. And mm -hmm. um, uh, as you mentioned, halal, uh, that's a growing a trend within the Philippines, which will continue to grow and grow and grow. Um, and that's a big population. So I can mm -hmm. see um, more influence from the Middle East. Um, mm -hmm. I can see more Persian, more Turkish uh, influence mm -hmm. in terms of lamb. So it's kind of luxurious and, uh, you know, paired with stuffed rice and raisins and stuff. But I, I, again, mentioning lamb, I just think sometimes when it's just lightly marinated and then cooked over charcoal or organic rock, it's a great mm -hmm. barbecue cut as well. So it brings out the flavor. And I think that's the style in the Philippines mm -hmm. that that we would go after. Although my background is very strong in French culinary, um, mm -hmm. um, I tend to go more on the Mediterranean side when we talk about lamb. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, the, the the lamb rack obviously is 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 you know the beef tenderloin. It's that premium premium cut that's just simply roasted with a nice crust on top and sliced down. But I mean, of course, um, it's m more creative to use the um, slow cooked uh, cuts of of lamb. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Sabrina? Yeah, good to hear um, from Philip because uh, French base, again, you know, that reminds me, you know, of my culinary student's journey. Also, select to go to a French restaurant because in the 80s, you can tell how old I am, <laughs> am I by now? In the 80s, you know, the French cuisine was really the top. And if you are a culinary student, you want to make sure you get into one of those restaurants and be the apprentice, you know, even though you just do peeling of potatoes. So yeah. that gave me a very good exposure on, 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 the, on the continental culinary uh, experience. But I do bring a lot with me is the uh, American concept because I have been with Hard Rock Cafe in Singapore where they started way back in the early 90s in the in the in the singapore side and then get seconded to malaysia this is where we practice that lamb ribs which i want to share so because in in hard rock cafe you know which is a typical american restaurant you have uh, a lot of pork item but because which pork ribs pool pork but in malaysia where they start the first restaurant uh you know in malaysia they can't feature pork because of a muslim country so yeah. everything is switched to lamb so i have an experience from then using the smoker a typical American smoker to smoke lamb shoulder and do that as a pool lamb sandwich. But the beautiful part is that the lamb riblet. This is something that I learned from my local colleague down there. Yeah. I still remember him, which we have not seen for a long time, Chef Rocky, 
okay, very nice guy. And he shared with me how he did the lamb ribs, which we tried it out and it was beautiful. Basically, we are using this sweet fermented soya paste, okay, soybean paste. Mm. And then we rub with exactly it's the lamb shoulder ribs. And then uh, because it's sweet, a bit tangy, and then it uh, tenderized the texture. And then we smoke it in the smoker. I've forgotten Ooh, how long wow. was the time, but it was pretty easy and fast because mm. lamb is, uh, you know, thin. And it yeah. comes out with a beautiful aroma. And we don't have hickory wood at that time. So what we did is we used a sugar king husk, which I believe you can see that in, uh, in the Philippines. So, you know, yeah. you go to those sugar cane juice store where they extract out the juice, they throw away the fiber. So that one, we use that to, as a smoke media and to bring out that smoke aroma. So pretty interesting, slow and low, smoke ribs, lamb yeah. ribs, with a Chinese touch of sweet soybean taste. Still make that's me so yummy. That's <laughs> insane. I just can't believe, first of all, in our school, um, green chefmanship is very big. Um, in a lot of competitions that our students would join, one thing that is always mentioned is like the way they segregate, the way they do zero waste. and. To think of like you can use like sugarcane husk, I am <laughs> hungry, hungry, and also very um, intrigued. I think, um, mm -hmm. but you mentioned a lot on the riblets, which I'm very excited about. Chef Philip, I think you have a couple of questions on this, and I think we're coming to an end. But I'm, I think I'll be dreaming about that. So I be in paste and sugarcane. Husk. Okay, oh, I have to try this. I can't wait to try that dish. <laughs> Maybe we can, uh, yeah, one of our students can come up with that. We'll get going on it. But we love smoking, so yeah. smoking is yeah. a big point at the school. Wow. Um, okay. Can, uh, uh, okay, so we've got three questions left. Okay, so basically we, we can, you've already explained a little bit about uh, the cooking of the lamb riblets, but um, can you explain a little bit more about that cut specifically? and what should our CCA community expect in using that cup? Um, is it a slow braised? Uh, can it be done fast? I'm sure um, it needs okay. some time. So, Okay, uh, first, this lamb riblet is from the shoulder. It's on an average of four rib bones, okay, thin. Okay, some of them can be a bit slightly thick, but on an average, I would say no more than three quarter inch or half an inch. So it's pretty easy. So as usual, when you come to a, a slab of rib is, you know, there'll be membrane at the back and then the meat on, on top. Okay, the membrane on the back to me, you know, you can just keep it, don't remove it. Because usually if you're doing beef ribs or pork ribs, sometimes some student will put it off. But for me, I will suggest you can keep it. So even though if you are doing the uh, dry heat cooking method, you just need to make sure that at a certain period of time, you just put it back into a uh, aluminum pouch or at least to have a cover to, to, to cover, you know, what you are cooking, at least to create the steam and to tenderize the product. Okay. And as I said, go to the lamb board because over there, specifically on the riblet, on this uh, dinner ribs, they do have a lot of recipes and ideas on it. Okay. I did a quick check yesterday. And it's really a lot of info, which give a lot of good ideas for the student to um, to pick. Okay, so do check it out on 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 that area. A lot of time, people think that okay, ribs you have to use really moist heat cooking, but again, we all know that 
and I believe Sh uh, Philip also agreed that you know when you serve a stew dish, the value of it you can't really fetch for a very high price. So you will need yeah. to somehow you know dry it up in a sense. So how you drying it so that uh, you know you will not dry up the meat. So the cooking method, the steps, the procedure plays a very important role. Okay, so do some study on that. And then also, I believe the lamb ribs we provide should have a bit extra that you can uh, try it out. So, you know, cut into smaller pieces and give the different uh, uh, way of trying and at least to perfect it when you do your, your grand day, when you do the actual thing and send it to the judges to taste. Yeah, um, okay. To add to, to kind of, that's great. To kind of add to that, I mean, air frying is all the rave now. And I mm. see these little riblets as chicken wings, right? In the Philippines, mm. I see them as mm. an hotel, so sambara mm -hmm. leg. I see these spices and I and mm -hmm. salted eggs. So there's things you mm -hmm. can do with these riblets because they, when I went online and had a look myself uh, uh, yesterday, you know, I kind of just see them as an alternative to chicken wings and, and more kind of healthier because they're more mm -hmm. traceable, obviously. So in terms of like Filipinos love, they're big pork eaters, right? So COVID mm -hmm. has made people much more health conscious. And as I said, health um, uh, air fryers are the big rave. So uh, we will be playing around with, with them air fried in different pastes and marinades. But uh, what are your thoughts on lamb? You meant we touched on it earlier briefly, but as a real healthier alternative to say pork? Well, that is really a hard question for me. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I you touched I really on the don't... fat earlier. You touched mm. on the fat earlier, like it was like the olive oil. So the fat. Correct. I kind of believe, yeah, I kind of would like to emphasize that more with our students about the healthy side of of lamb because um, mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. it, it is it's a pure meat. It's a it is delicious. So yes, um, I mean maybe okay. is it? Yeah. Yeah. On your website, I mean, but... is there more? Yes, under the website, actually, there is this curriculum that what I call the LAM 101. It does have all those information on it. And it is also spelled out that lamb actually has uh, this unsaturated fat, 40% of it, which is similar to the olive oil component. So if you want to talk Very about nutrition, you know, so that will be on, on, on something that, you know, you no need to worry that it's, it's bad for health. But if it's in order to cook it, in a right way with fats and things like that you know as long as you know cooking is is, is very subjective as, as chef philip mm. would know so sometimes it's through your experience what grandmom's recipe passed down and then from there sometimes it works for some sometimes it don't works for the other so try it that's what i say you know try it taste it and then analyze it then make I, it better the next one it, just before I come on with my last question, you remember the lamb boulanger, the old baker's ovens of the bread and lamb. You would take a lamb leg, you'd slice mm. the potato, add a bit of stock, and they turn the ovens off on a Saturday night, put the lamb leg in the oven, right. right? And then Correct. go in the next morning and serve that family style. And that rendered lamb fat mm -hmm. is delicious in a mm -hmm. lamb boulanger dish, yeah. which is a classic mm. French dish. But mm -hmm. we have come, we live in Asia, so of course we love all these spreads and marrow and face and stuff but that's a great dish and to that day uh, i still cook that dish but that mm. rendered lamb fat over sliced potatoes with onions and fresh thyme and that's just mm -hmm. delicious okay mm -hmm. so where can uh, our folks buy american lamb in the philippines where can we get this product 
Okay, I understand because we only have limited importers that are importing the product. Actually, they are doing online sales under this. We, we do have importers like uh, Alternative Food Corporation. Yes, which they are also the sponsor for the project uh, mm -hmm. on the lamp product. So they are using one of the uh, famous brand out from the US called the Superior mm -hmm. Farm. Okay, so actually we don't have a lot of uh, lamp production to be honest. Total lamb population in the U.S. is only 6 million as compared to beef, which is 90 million. So wow. we, we, we have a very small component. But do take note that on the way we raise the animal, okay, the grain finish, the extra attribute, the carcass size, especially on the, the rack, okay, to have a bigger eye muscle, same thing, more meatier. And then just like the, the shank, as we mentioned, the osobuko, you can cut across the shank in order to, to serve it into a more fine, fine dining presentation if you want to do oh, okay. it in that manner. Right. Okay. I think that's Good. like, honestly, like while we're conversing, I'm just thinking of the different ways you can cook lamb. Mm -hmm. I, I think one of the favorite, one of the dishes someone's made for me was like a caramel and with a tamarind paste. And yes, then roasted, and then with pomegranate um, on top. It was really beautiful, and I, this whole episode has definitely made me hungry. And mm -hmm. you know, Sabrina, when we share this to our community, a lot of there were some students that were going to join, and then there were some students that were like, "I just want to buy lamb yeah. and eat it to my family." Because right now, mm -hmm. in the pandemic, the only thing that has given solace to people is really cooking at home. Yes, they, correct. And, cooking people never expected they would cook so much for mm -hmm. their family mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. if they want to know more because i think it's really a trial and error i think you've mentioned a little bit about this but i think in the end we always want our students our community to remember where to go yeah where should yeah. they go to learn about american lamb and mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. keep abreast of the information out there yeah, I believe some of the supermarket also have the product, if if I remember it correctly, because we does a supermarket promotion on American lamb, even all the way down to Iloilo, it is also available. Wow. So, so the importers are really distributing the product, not just for food service sector, but uh, e-platform and also the uh, retail supermarket. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope I hope that um, you know our students, our community won't get so intimidated, or you know would really embrace the knowledge that we gave them here and further do further research. And Chef, mm -hmm. advice to our students that will join the competition, or those who are thinking I, about it. <laughs> um, actually, I'd just like to say that first of all, thank you, Sabrina. It's amazing. You know, wonderful to for you to share your knowledge and over there in singapore where you're based uh, for many many years um i hope you can send some of those pastes over here as well as <laughs> i remember the pastes that that you have but i would basically tell them that to um to really study the product study the cooking time uh the yeah. cooking method um and 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 maximize the full flavor you don't have to play around with with uh, those lamb riblets too much but i'm really excited to see what they'll come up with we have an amazing faculty that uh, love these kind of challenges and they won uh, mm -hmm. silver medals at the online salon culinaire in london uh two months ago and yeah. then the usda before so they really i'm excited to see what they'll come up with but uh mm -hmm. keep it simple keep it slow and um, maximize that flavor but thank you very mm -hmm. much 
uh, Sabrina. It was uh, thank you. Uh, pleasure thank talking you. to you. So thank you so much for tuning in CCA Manila's first podcast, The Secret Sauce. And I really hope you learned something from this episode. Chef Philip, I know you are so familiar with lamb and cooking and all things with culinary. But what's one thing that you really learned from this episode we had with Sabrina yet? I, I think it was very, uh, uh, very interesting to find out about the nutritional side of lamb and the fat and uh, how Sabrina was comparing it to olive oil. So, you know, I render that fat down and use it in different uh, cooking methods. So it's cool for our students to understand about rendering and how the flavor from not just the meat, but from the um, lamb itself, almost like um, duckwood beets confit, right? So really, really interesting to, to pick up that. And I know yourself, you picked up some uh, some big tips as well. Um, what were those tips that you picked up? There's only one thing I can't get over. It's that lamb recipe that she was talking about, soya bean paste and oh. sugarcane husk. Like I just don't, I would have never thought of that. And I think that's so interesting. And if anything, people that are considering to join this competition or who have already registered, please do be creative and learn about the product. There are so many ways to cook lamb than Osubupo or lamb. Yeah, so I think if we can ask everyone a little tiny favor, please don't forget to follow our Facebook and Instagram at CCA Manila. And of course, subscribe to our newsletter through cca-manila.edu.ph. Till then, do stay inspired. And of course, Chef Philip, any last words for our CCA community or people joining the competition? Flame on, students. And I'm so excited uh, for you guys to see your creations and your innovations using this world-class uh, USDA and Flame on.